0: You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia.
1: Hey guys, Mitch here um, with another edition of the Geek
0: Awakens Presents Artist Alley Spotlight. I am here with comic book writer Caleb Palmquist. Uh, You've got uh, a couple of really interesting books that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Caleb, how's your day going?
1: It's going great. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Glad to have you. So you have a Kickstarter right now for Unicorn Vampire Hunter Volume 1. If that title isn't enough to pull people in, what is this book about?
1: So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about a unicorn who hunts vampires with his horn. Um, But if you want to go a little deeper, it's a fairy tale about found family and forgiveness, um, which is, I think a lot of people don't expect that going into the book because of how silly the conceit is. Um, But hopefully, uh, hopefully the book lives up to its conceit and is is a, uh, a little bit of a deeper character dive than you might have expected.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about it in a second, but um, I was able to read the first issue because of something that you're doing on Kickstarter. And yeah, absolutely. Like the unicorn, he kills vampires with his horn with between that and just like vampires in general. Like I was expecting a bloodbath, but no, this story has a lot of humor. It has a lot of heart. Um, it's, it is so good, and how can people read the first issue of this comic?
1: Yeah, if you go to the Kickstarter, there's a link to read the first issue, uh, totally for free. Um, I'm a big fan in of giving things away for free, and, um, and also, I think that the first issue is a really great preview of the book, uh, it gives you a really good idea of what to expect. So yeah, if you head to the Kickstarter page, scroll down just a little ways, there's a link to uh to read the entire first issue for free awesome so um tell us a little bit about the creative process for this book
0: and why you decided to combine unicorn uh, unicorn and vampires that's not a combo that i see regularly
1: (laughs) uh yeah so um you know i honestly people ask me this all the time and i have a few different stories that i tell about the origin of the book but um I am a big fan of fairy tales, and uh, I really like vampires, and I thought, well, if we're in a fairy tale world, and someone's getting attacked by a vampire, and they need to be rescued, what's the perfect fantasy creature to rescue them? Well, the one that's got a stake on his head, Uh, so that, um, you know, it came to me one day I want to say 12 years ago and I have not been able to get that image out of my head ever since
0: that is wonderful and this graphic novel it features some amazing art by Daryl Toe, who's based in Malaysia how did you two come together to collaborate on this project
1: sure so Daryl drew a comic book called Is Nana the Were-Spider uh which is uh written by a friend of mine, Greg Anderson Elise. And um I was following Greg's work and then he had um Daryl come on to draw a big portion of volume two of that book. And I just really loved his art. And so I started following Daryl online and then um I asked him to do a couple of variant covers of some other stuff that I was doing um and uh and we worked really well together so then um you know i proposed this idea to him and at first he said he didn't have time uh and uh i i was like ah dang and i and i for like a while i looked around for another artist but then uh daryl's schedule opened up and then uh and i've been hogging it ever since uh so uh yeah we do, we do a lot of good stuff together and he's one, one of the best collaborators I've ever worked with. He's, uh, in part because he, he cares about the stories and he really, uh, comes in with his ideas. He doesn't get my script and say, okay, I'll draw it. He says, well, what about this and this, and how's this going to work? And what if we did this? And which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, we, we met through friend of a friend, you know, social media, the internet is a powerful tool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing that, yeah, like, You can be halfway across the world and still be able to put out, you know, something cool and unique and all that fun stuff. Uh, Do you have more of Unicorn Vampire Hunter planned?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, just um, probably uh, by the time this podcast gets released, within a matter of days, we're going to be starting art on issue six. and we are i have two more volumes planned um which will bring the story to the way i think about it is volume one is like um the first movie of a trilogy you always see the fir- like the first movie if you look at something like the matrix is the example i always go to the first movie is like pretty kind of standalone um but then they had they knew that they had the support so then movies two and three are like a a unit Um, and so volumes two and three of Unicorn Vampire Hunter are very much like envisioned as a unit like two parts of a longer story that will then wrap up this trilogy and and then I have more ideas after that but it you know it's less about whether or not the support will be there I was having this conversation the other day and more about like if I make three volumes we'll have been making this comic for probably like six or seven years or longer you know we'll maybe we'll want to try something else uh after that but i i can assure you there are two more volumes coming
0: love it it. can't wait for it um so on your kickstarter there are four different versions of unicorn vampire hunter five if you count the digital one so walk us through like some of these different ones and you know like especially the um uh, the collector's edition i mean the, the picture of that just looks so beautiful like
1: <laughs> sure uh so we wanted to give a lot of different options and um i i considered doing hardcover only for this campaign but i know that um that would have i think priced out a lot of people And, uh, and I think some people just prefer soft covers. I mean, my wife has all of the, um, uh, who's the, um, the Jim Butcher series of novels about the wizard detective. Um, gosh, I can't remember. It's crazy. Dresden, the Dresden files. She has them all in paperback and I got her a hardback of one of the books and she's like, I don't want this. I want the paperback. She like prefers the paperback. (laughs) Anyway, um, The uh, so there's the the soft cover edition is um, art has a cover art by Daryl Toe. It's a a really cool cover, and it's going to have spot gloss on it. Like even the even our our first version, the soft cover version, I think is going to be very high end. It's going to be very fancy, and then um, then we have the Carl Moline variant cover, and that's also soft cover, and that's really cool because Carl Moline, if you don't know was the artist of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic Frey, um, which is going back like 20 years ago, was a comic book. It's like a post-apocalyptic comic about um about a vampire slayer like in the future. Um and um I loved that comic. It was kind of surreal to connect with Carl and have him do a variant cover because you know um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like a huge influence on me and I know Joss Whedon is sort of a bad word nowadays but um, you know you can't deny the, like the cultural impact of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and anyway so that cover is very cool Carl drew that cover um, and then we've got a hardcover edition and the standard hardcover is, uh, is a matte um, print cover that's uh, got silver metallic stamping on the logo which is really cool um and then it also has a ribbon bookmark so it's like even that version i think feels like um a very prestige edition um and now the the soft cover and the hard cover are the versions i'm going to have available after the like going forward um the the carameline cover and then the the collector's edition cover that you mentioned are are really going to be kickstarter exclusives um so then, the last edition is the is that collector's edition, which is a cloth bound um, hardcover book that is has a really cool um, silver engraved pattern on the front, um, and it's also got silver gilded page edges. Um, now, the gilded page edges is something that my letterer for all my books, Dave Lentz, who's also the guy who designed the collector's edition hardcover he like from day one when we were working together back when first issue of unicorn ever hunter he said if this gets to a collected edition we should do gilded page edges he's like that's my favorite thing it's my favorite thing in the world is gilded (laughs) page edges and so we're doing it we got the gilded page edges um, and it's got this ribbon bookmark it's very fancy it's like a library edition i mean it's like and it's cool because it's the kind of thing you could really only do on Kickstarter. I mean, it's not something that I could just, it's not something you would really see like in a store because it's too fancy. I mean, it's going to be expensive for me to print it. Like, is you know, it's like, it's like something that I know that I can offer on Kickstarter because, you know, people are coming ahead of time and buying them and where it's going to be a very limited short print run, but it's like the fanciest book I've ever made. And honestly, I think even, even, people who buy this book it's gonna feel like one of the fanciest comics they've ever held in their hand i'm super excited about it um and that's the magic of Kickstarter is that you can offer really fancy stuff like that so i'm super excited about it so yeah that's four versions we got two soft covers and two hard covers so uh hopefully people can pick their poison or if they really want to they can get all four nice nice and
0: isn't there an option if you do get all four like you get some other stuff too or am i making that up
1: no you're not making that up um there is some other stuff but you don't have to buy all four there's a bundle you save some money if you if you really want all four you also get some stickers and or a sticker and a uh a print so we're offering a uh, a metallic print of an art by david brame who's done variant covers for all the individual issues of unicorn vampire hunter and it's a it's a really cool, like very metal print of a of the unicorn getting electrocuted, which is a, a something from a scene that happens in issue two, um, and it's going to be printed on um, this metallic stock. And the the I, I had that idea because back in January we did a collector's um silver edition of of issue one it was like a reprint of issue one that was like a limited numbered thing that was printed on um metallic stock and it looks really really cool um and so i wanted to do i wanted to go back to that metallic stock which is this print um and you can get it as part of that bundle or you can just add it on and then we also have a really cute sticker uh, a three inch vinyl uh die cut sticker. And I love the stickers. If you've been following my campaigns for very long, you know, I always do these, these, uh, final stickers, um, that, uh, are, I always have really fun designs. Um, and honestly, the stickers are like a whole, a whole thing unto themselves. When I take them to conventions, I always get people, uh, come up to my table just to buy the stickers. Um, very, very proud of the stickers that we make.
0: Love it, love it. So Unicorn Vampire Hunter is not the only vampire work that you've done. You've also written Vampire Detective in Space. Um, What's the synopsis of this comic?
1: Vampire Detective in Space is about the last vampire in the galaxy uh, a thousand years in the future (laughs) solving a murder mystery on a space station. Um, It is... uh, I would say it's a little darker than Unicorn Vampire Hunter, but it still is like whimsical and fun i mean it's like the last vampire in the galaxy is a real emo boy and his best friend is a floating ai head who makes fun of him all the time um and uh and they're like solving mysteries um but it yeah so that's the basic synopsis i if i told you anymore i'd be getting into spoiler territory with that book but it is just like unicorn vampire hunter it has some like heavier underlying themes Um, I definitely get into some character stuff in vampire detective in space. So, um, what I'm learning as I'm, (laughs) as I talk to more and more people about my work is that they're like, why would you write something that would make me feel feelings? I don't appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to put you on the spot. Who would win the unicorn vampire hunter or the vampire detective?
1: (laughs) Well, the unicorn vampire hunter, Edward, he's the greatest vampire hunter in this or any reality. Um and uh that said, James the vampire detective has had a thousand years to learn to survive. Um and so that's a tough call. Um I think the the answer is that if they fought they would ultimately realize that uh, neither of them are the bad guy. The They think the other one is, and they would become friends and go fight other evil beings together.
0: And that is the best answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so there's also, there's another Kickstarter going on right now for another comic that you wrote, uh, Space Monkey Nights Go. Uh, what can you tell us about this book? Um, I hope you heard the exclamation point at the end of that. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it is. Uh, space Monkey Nights Go is an 80s and 90s Saturday morning cartoon inspired uh, comic book. It is it is an all ages adventure that is um, about four monkeys who are shot out into space to explore the far reaches of the galaxy. And while they slept in their cryo chambers, they were supposed to be getting all of mankind's knowledge. But instead, through a fluke accident they only got knowledge about King Arthur's knights. Um and so when they crash land on an alien planet they wake up believing themselves to be knights of the round table and take it upon themselves to guard to protect the galaxy against evil threats.
0: My gosh I (laughs) I am so here for like all of that. That is amazing. (laughs) So how did how did you get your start in comics? Because it's it's clear you've got like a lot of Fantastic ideas up there.
1: Uh, so I originally wanted to make movies. Um, I went to film school, and um, when I realized that you know the film industry wasn't what I was hoping for, um, I decided to try to pivot into writing more. Um, and I've always had a lot of ideas for stories. Um, and for a while I, you know, after I sort of left the film industry, I thought that I would write screenplays, but then what I realized at some point is that I've always loved comics. I've always, you know, when I was a kid, I probably read the same three issues of ultimate X-Men like a thousand times over, you know, that like my grandma had given me or something. And, um, so I, I decided comics was something I can do. and since I decided to start making comics, I realized not only is it something I can do, that's the medium I want to be telling stories in. I mean, it's amazing. Um, And, and so, yeah, about six, seven years ago, when I was in my mid twenties, I was like, well, what am I waiting for? You know, like I have stories I want to tell Kickstarter exists, you know, webtoon exists, all these things exist. Like I'm just gonna do it and of course i went deeply into debt making my first comic um but i climbed my way out of it um and uh you know with a little persistence and like a maybe stubborn refusal to give up uh, <laughs> i just kept <laughs> i just kept making stuff and now now it seems that i've, I've found a, a way to do it in a way that's not causing me to lose my uh my home and uh you know i'm i'm uh I'm, I'm not raking in the cash, but I'm certainly uh, doing well enough that I can continue to tell stories, which is all I ever wanted to do.
0: Nice, nice. And you've gone through a lot of successful Kickstarter campaigns. Um, You also have a fairly new podcast about crowdfunding called Crowd Blunders. So other than telling everyone to listen to your podcast, uh, what uh, crowdfunding advice do you have for other people who are trying to get their product projects off the ground?
1: Sure. I mean, you really did your research here. Um, (laughs) I try. (laughs) uh, Yes, I do have a podcast called Crowd Blunders, And the whole concept of the podcast is my co-host, Alan Dunford, and I just talk about all the mistakes we made while we were uh, doing crowdfunding um, and then what we learned from them. If I had advice, I would say that you have to be really honest with yourself. You have to be able to look at what you're doing and ask yourself, is this working? And if not, what do I need to change so that it will be working? Um, A lot of times I see people with an idea that they love, you know, that's their baby and they won't give up on it. Even if there's no response to it, even if what they're doing doesn't seem to be working um, and while I admire the persistence and that's like obviously like I said, I, there's a certain stubborn refusal that I have that I think got me to where I am, you also have to be able to um, be willing to change and be flexible and to and to look at what other people are doing what's what's working and what's not. you know the people who are succeeding on Kickstarter are the ones who are students of Kickstarter. They're looking at other campaigns and seeing what's working, what's not. And I you know you, Look at that campaign that just raised $50,000 for a comic book. Uh, How do they do what they do? Figure it out. Reverse engineer it. And maybe that means having some patience and playing the long game um, and not hoping for a quick, easy solution. But, you know, I I would just say um, be willing to be honest with yourself and be flexible and not assume that you already know what you're doing and you've got it all figured out
0: wonderful advice like yeah i i think people in all walks of life need to hear that every now and then
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've also got a subscription service called the dragon kettle um i noticed this on your kickstarter noticed it on your website uh what's this all about
1: oh sure this is something i just started um and the dragon kettle is a subscription service um that is basically gives um people who subscribe a bunch of free stuff essentially so it costs 25 dollars a year and in exchange what you get is a monthly newsletter with upcoming information about what i'm doing like behind the scenes more than other people get you also get a monthly comic strip that's exclusive to the to the um service that's about the dragon kettle which is a cheers style bar that is um uh managed and um like patroned by dragons Uh, so these dragons go to a bar and it's run by dragons and it's like a sort of a cheer style comic strip um that's drawn by camry lapka that every month um also anyone who's subscribed the big selling point is that anyone who subscribed every time they back a kickstarter they get five dollars off of one of my kickstarters five dollars off shipping they also get an exclusive reward like a sticker or bookmark that's exclusive to that campaign specifically for subscribers of the dragon kettle um and so you basically for 25 dollars a month you get five dollars off every campaign plus extra goodies on every campaign so um you know it is it pays for itself very quickly. It's something that I put together because I wanted to really reward people who were following along with my stuff and give them even more extra stuff.
0: Nice. Nice. So, um, looking forward to the rest of the year, what, what cons do you have so far planned for, for the remainder
1: of, uh, of this year? Conventions. Oh man. Uh, maybe one. Um, I used to do a lot of conventions and I love doing conventions. I love meeting people. Um, and prior to the pandemic, I was doing a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, conventions. I was going, I think the year before the pandemic I did like 12. Um, but then obviously pandemic happened. I didn't do any for a couple of years. I did, um, Emerald city in Seattle last year, uh, which was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Um, This year, I might be doing a show in Portland. Uh, That's Rose City Comic Con. I'm not totally sure yet. And I just did one in Spokane, Washington, where I live, called Lilac City Comic Con. Um, But I don't know that I'm going to do any others this year. Um, And I'd like to get back to the point where I'm doing more conventions. um, But I think between a combination of just a couple of years of not doing them. And then also just like how much time and effort that they take. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, I've been easing off of them a little bit. Um, on the flip side though, I'm running way more Kickstarters than I ever have run. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of a trade-off. I mean, both of those things take a tremendous amount of effort. Um, but, uh, Conventions also require the kind of forethought where you apply for them months and months ahead of time, uh, and that is something that I because, like I said, a, a couple of years of not doing them with the pandemic is just not something I've thought about. Uh, so I don't know if anyone will see me at another convention this year or not.
0: And that honestly, that kind of leads me to my next question: um, as somebody who has done conventions and has done a lot of kickstarters, uh, what would you say is more difficult—trying to connect with comic readers at a convention or On Kickstarter, because with both you've got like seemingly thousands other people. Sometimes you know, like vying for their attention as well.
1: Is your question? Is it harder to compete with other creators?
0: Well, no. Is it is it harder to like connect with with comic readers? Like whether you're at a at a convention and like you know trying to get somebody to come to your table or trying to you know or you know versus being on Kickstarter and trying to get people to come to that page and and back your back your project.
1: Well, I would say in terms of people who are supporting my work and buying my comics, I think it's uh, honestly a lot easier to find them on Kickstarter, but that's because people going to Kickstarter have already self-selected. They're like they're there because they're interested in supporting independent projects. Um, whereas at a comic book convention, you have all sorts of people. I mean, Comic-Cons are very mainstream, which is great, um, but that also means that I'm just as likely to talk to someone who has no interest in dropping $20 on an independent comic as someone who is. Um, and so, um, but I would say that in terms of connecting with other creators, if I'm talking about collaborating or like learning from other people, cons are definitely where it's at because, uh, As a creator, when you go to a convention, you naturally start talking to all the other creators that are there. I've made some great friends at conventions um, and made some really good connections that I wouldn't have made um, if I hadn't gone to conventions. Uh, And um, even just like, you know, fans. I mean, I've met fans at conventions who then have gone on to back like every single one of my Kickstarters or or who come back every year to the same convention. Um, and so I would say in terms of finding fans, Kickstarter is way easier, but in terms of meeting other creators and networking conventions are 100% where it's at. Yes.
0: Nice. Uh, so how can people find you online?
1: So if you go to Caleb or unicornvampirehunter.com, you will go to my website. It's the same website. Um, and that's the best way to learn about me. You can follow my newsletter there, which is the number one way to get new information about stuff that I'm doing. You can you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but I cannot promise that that's a, that's a good source of information because I often go months at a time forgetting that those things exist. <laughs> um, so uh, you're welcome to follow me there uh but it it, you might not get any notifications about important things happening so the website is the number one way and i do respond to emails that people send me um so if you email me at unicornvampirehunter.com or um or if you subscribe to the newsletter and respond to my emails i will always get back to you um so yeah that's the that's the best way to follow me is my website
0: thanks um caleb one more time give us the details on unicorn vampire hunter Uh, space monkey nights go and their uh, kickstarters
1: sure unicorn vampire hunter volume one is the entire first story of unicorn vampire hunter it's a complete story and it's in a there's several different editions you can get it's about a unicorn who hunts vampires with his horn it's a heartfelt fairy tale story space monkey nights go is a brand new 80s and 90s saturday morning cartoon inspired adventure romp about four monkeys in space defending the galaxy uh the very first issue is on kickstarter right now it's actually being run by dave lentz my letterer who came up with the idea um and asked me to write it for him uh it's but it's a really great story I'm super excited about it hopefully you guys support it so that we can do even more issues um and yeah those are both on kickstarter just search for them on kickstarter and uh and you'll find them so thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Caleb Palmquist, uh, thank you so much
0: for taking the time to talk. Uh, Wish you the best of luck on your Kickstarters. Just
1: fantastic stuff. Thank you so much.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thegeekawakenspodcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone.